And welcome back to Philosophize Sales, the show where we apply philosophical theories and questions to help us drive more business. My name is George Hogan. Let's get to it. So this podcast, and as we launched it, we've gained a few listeners, right? I'm grateful for that. It's slow. The point of it is not really for me to gain listeners or notoriety. The point of it is just to have a fun conversation about sales and about philosophy. If somebody gains anything from it, that's great. If not, maybe a little bit of entertainment, but it's something that I like doing. So as we've started, we've had some people that have started to send inbound questions to the podcast email. That email is philosophizesales at gmail.com. So with that in mind, I wanted to try something new this week. So rather than talking about what I'm hearing and seeing in the field, whether it be with my team or from experience or something I'm learning from my peers or mentors, I wanted to take some of those questions and let them guide our conversation for the episode. And if the questions keep coming in, guess what? We'll continue with that format because the point here is to be helpful and to view sales and to view growth and growth of business through the lens of philosophy. So with that in mind, here is one of the questions that I received, and it's a good one. It it states, I'm relatively new to the sales world, so please forgive me if this is a stupid question. I'm wondering, what are the highest risk, highest reward sales jobs? What sales jobs can you make the most amount in commission? This is a great question and something that I actually have quite a bit of experience with. So I think the first thing that we have to do is accept the obvious, right? Sales jobs are inherently risky. Why? Well, there's a lot to that. They're risky because we didn't necessarily go to school for sales. They're risky because you are putting yourself in a place that is potentially uncomfortable. It's stressful. It's damaging. If you lose get uh, if you lose Deal after deal, it starts to wear on you. You might have this really high expectation that you're going to make a lot of money, and it doesn't work. You might get into a job where it's high intensity, and if you're not producing, you're out. That's just the nature of sales. It's high risk, high reward. But then again, a lot of jobs are like that, right? If you're a doctor, not only is it high risk, but you're putting other people's lives and health in your hands. That's high risk as well. But to kind of focus in a little bit more, what I want to do first is I want to define high risk. And with that is going to lead to our question of the day. What is a high risk sales job? And even more, how should we evaluate risk overall? So to help with that and to stay with the theme of the show, we're going to discuss the facets of philosophy that deal with this. So first, we're going to dive into Plato's moral theory, and that's going to help us kind of how we meld our own decision-making abilities. And that is the way that we're driving our life. That is the way that we're understanding the world in which we are experiencing. The second is going to be more of a simple review of the economic risk that people go through, whether it be companies or investment firms, when they're looking at portfolio analysis. But let's start with Plato first. So in Plato's view, like most other ancient philosophers, we have to live our lives and have a virtue-based conceptions of ethics relative to our life. Plato said that happiness or well-being is the highest aim of moral thought and that conduct and virtues are the skills we need to employ 
to get there. So let's think about that for a second. So what he's trying to do, what he's trying to say here is the only way that we can actually properly live our lives is that we need to have a code in which we're living by. This code is going to determine if we reach that code, we live within the guardrails, then we are going to be happy. If we don't have a code, then we're going to be going from left to right. We're not really going to necessarily understand what it is in our life. We're not going to understand what happiness is. We're not going to have uh, a, a lot of good compasses and a barometer for what is right and what is wrong in our lives. So you have to ask yourself, what is the outcome that you want? So if I look, thinking of the question that was asked, wondering what the high-risk jobs are, well, first we have to understand the outcome, but the properly define the outcome, I think the first thing we have to do, and I would say this to anybody that I'm interviewing, is what do you want out of this job? If they say to me, honestly, look, I'm here because I want to make a lot of money, and then they back it up with, I'm going to make a lot of money because I'm a very, very diligent salesperson, and then they lay out bullet points and maybe some experience that backs it up, that's great. That's the outcome they want, and they tell me how they can deliver it. I'm fine. So if the outcome is that you want to make a lot of money, which is totally okay. And assuming we're limiting our view on utilitarianism to you and your family rather than society, because remember when Plato was talking about moral theory and our our need to be virtue-based, he's kind of talking about the overall totality of society, of culture. He's not necessarily talking about you. If he's just talking about you and how it benefits you, that's not really what he was what he was trying to explain. But if we wanted for this conversation, we want to limit it to just you and your family, that's fine. Then the outcome that you are stating is that you want maximum economic benefit and that's going to help you strive towards contentment. Remember, if that is how you are defining your life and that's the virtue in which you are defining yourself, then that's what we're going to strive towards. I'm not going to make any judgments. The argument here, of course, is if you're hanging your hat on financial success as a marker for happiness, are you really truly happy? Again, that's not for me to say, but I think it's for everybody to understand. Look, I've had really big years in sales and I've had dud years in sales. And I'll tell you one thing. The more money I've made, the more money I've wanted. And that kind of carries over again and again. So you really have to temper yourself to realize that, wait a second, maybe this is not the best way to live. Or maybe there is a certain amount of money that I need in which I don't need to worry about any money more, uh, any money anymore. Now, if somebody happens to know what that answer is, please tell me because I'm working on it. Um, but for a moral, moral and ethical argument is money the virtue on which you have built your life that's what you have to ask yourself and if i am defining myself by economic gain and i don't get that gain in the time period in which i hope for am i actually going to be happy will pursuing that job be the answer so the first thing we have to do is ask ourselves is this really what you want is this really going to make you happy if you're looking for a job that is high risk high reward is that really what you want? Or are you trying to find money in a very short period of time? Again, you could say yes to either one of those and it would be totally fine. But ask yourself that question before you're even entertaining going and putting your resume out there and starting the interview. Now, the next portion is more driven by the ROI. Take Plato's moral theory out and let's talk about pure economic 
portfolio analysis. So portfolio analysis, which was developed in the 1950s uh, by a couple of gentlemen, this was a real important step forward in the economic analysis of risk. So these authors employed a simple statistical measure, namely the standard deviation, or as some people call it the variance, that is the square of the standard deviation. This is the proper measurement of riskiness. Hence, in a comparison between two investment alternatives, the one whose economic outcome is calculated to have the largest standard deviation is regarded as the most risky one. In a comparison between different such alternatives, each of them can be characterized by two numbers, namely its exception value, excuse me, its expectation value, and its standard deviation or riskiness. So investors typically prefer investments with a, um, with a high expectation values and as low riskiness as possible, right? It makes a lot of sense. However, investors differ in the relative weight that they assign to expectations respectively, um, risk avoidance. So given the decision weights, an individual's portfolio, optimal portfolio can be determined and they can make the best case. So when you're looking at stuff, you're looking at cost benefit, when you're looking at um, uh, at what you're going to put in versus what you're going to get out, how does that translate to the real world? Well, we need to do our due diligence to find out as much as we can about that potential job. You need to be talking to people at that job um, whether it be the hiring manager or HR or VP of sales, you need to ask them the questions. How many reps are actually hitting their goal? How many didn't hit the goal? Of the people that did hit the goal, what was the year like the next year? What was the year like after that? And the people that didn't hit their goal, were they able to recover or were they let go? There's a lot of things we need to understand, but understanding that standard deviation is probably the most important thing when we take it outside of the concept of portfolio analysis. So on the one hand, we have an existential question to answer, which is, does this make us happy? But altogether, when defining risk, we have to address two areas, and they both land flatly on livelihood. Is this going to be worth it for the perception of dollars that I might make and the perception of happiness that I might attain? Now, to understand exactly what we need to do, we need to talk about the exact and actual jobs that are out there. What are the jobs that are going to, as the question asked, going to be the highest risk, highest reward, or the highest potential commission? So the easy place to go with this on the commission is 100% commission-based sales jobs. Maybe they'll have a potential draw there as well. These usually, however, if they're 100% commission, they're usually going to involve low skill, low experience, low education roles. Things like selling cars, selling security systems, and other door-to-door commodities. I think a red flag always if I'm uh, interviewing or hearing people interview, if the hiring manager asks what kind of book of business are you going to bring to the table? It's fine to talk about past experience. It's fine to say, I know a lot of people in the industry. But if you're going to bring a book of business over and you're going to be starting to pluck from there, what they're actually telling you and not telling you at the same time is that they're not going to give you inbound leads. They're not going to give you much of a territory. They're actually just saying, we want your leads to come from your Rolodex to our Rolodex, and then they're going to own that Rolodex. So be cautious of those jobs, of course. Still, these are high-risk jobs, 
they can potentially offer uncapped pay, but the reality is you're probably going to cap out around $60,000 a year. And by all sales measures, honestly, that is a very low-paying sales job. So we can cross that off the list. Honestly, that's not where you're going to want to go. The next place to focus on is startups, and I've worked at two startups. One exited, and one went under. A startup, depending on the funding and what series they're in, They'll most likely offer you a mixture of salary and commission and perhaps equity. Then they'll have all the other fun bonuses like foosball and beanbag chairs and you can have beer on site, all that kind of stuff. Here's the thing with that. Startup culture has been so pervasive, even with big corporations that most of those things are now at big corporations. People have adopted the hotel model of the office floor plan. People are drinking beer all over the place. They have dogs walking around. So when somebody tells you, hey, we have a really relaxed place, we have family-style lunches, all that kind of stuff, it's great. Throw it to the side. It's not really a differentiator anymore. Same thing goes for unlimited paid time off. If you're a salesperson, that's great. I've had unlimited paid time off for almost 20 years. Uh, I don't use it all. I still take vacations less than most people. That's my own personal challenge. But a salesperson has a hard time unplugging. Why? Because every day is a sale. Every day is a percentage in which we have to go out there and close even more the next day that we get back. So there's a risk there. So in the sales world, again, excuse me, salary, commission, perhaps equity. The equity piece is for early employees and founders only. Maybe they're going to give you a little bit. Maybe they're going to give you 0.5, 0.25. They're not going to give you 5%. They're not going to give you 10%. If they're giving you that much, they probably don't have a defined market yet. So that's a risk. Many salespeople will still take these startup jobs they're willing to take a low-paying job with tons of hours in hopes that that equity will kick in and you'll have an exit and you'll be able to retire by 40. This is a perfect example of a high-risk role that can pay out massively. Again, most of these companies, 99% of them either go bankrupt or the equity pool gets so diluted when they go through Series A and Series B and Series C that you're really not going to make much of anything if they exit. Lastly, there are the jobs that are metrics-driven shark tanks. These gigs, sometimes like medical device sales or pharmaceutical sales, they offer huge salaries and huge commissions. That's great. That's where a lot of people strive to go. If you're a salesperson, you want to be an AE, you want to get there, you ultimately want to be an enterprise sales rep, which means you have a big base salary, somewhere between 150 to 200000 and your commissions can be in the millions. The risk here is that if you don't perform early and often, you're out. So all these roles have upsides. But if we look at the deviation and the overall success rates, the risk almost always outweighs the effort and toll it takes on you, both professionally, mentally, physiologically, socially, etc., etc. My easy advice on this one, there is no easy way to make a lot of money. My easy advice on this one, play the long game. Work your way from an SDR to an AE, to a manager, to a director, to a VP, to an SVP, and then to CRO. But what do I mean by long game? 20 years. This is your career. If you want to get into sales, you need to make this your career. You can dabble a little bit. You can try as an AE or an SDR, and if it's not for you, you can move on. That's low risk. You're not going to be uprooting your family or or 
you know, selling everything to be a salesperson. But if you want to get into sales and you want to be good and you want to invest in yourself, this is your career. This is 20 plus years. The win here is that you're going to be making over $100,000 very early on. And you'll get to the point of easily clearing three, five, seven hundred thousand dollars year over year while doing something that you actually love, that you're good at, that you're skilled at, and you're not sacrificing everything for it. So to answer the question bluntly, I'm wondering what are the highest risk, highest reward sales job? What sales jobs can you make the most amount of commission? Honest answer is there isn't one. You're gonna have to bust your ass day in and day out to work up again, SDR to an AE to an enterprise AE to a manager, director, whatever you want to do. There are no shortcuts in sales and that unicorn job or that unicorn company rarely pays the dividends that you're hoping for. That's all for today, folks. If you have any comments or questions, email me at philosophizesales at gmail.com. This is George Hogan and you've just philosophized your sales. See you next time.